Welcome to Rudy Radio with Russ. I sewed each one of those sequins on there one at a time. I didn't have a sewing machine then. You know, it seemed like a cool, hip thing to do. If I may use those words. Darcy. Let's set the scene, though. Um, it's not the 80s. You know, those eight-year-old hangovers, they're the worst. You know, they get better with age. Nonsense. Home sweet home, oh. Oh, 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 oh. She found me in the kitchen, so she told me. Butt naked. How long have you been sitting on that one? Rudy Radio, 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 Radio. Hi, everybody. This is Rudy Radio. On the top of a very hazy Quebec City, this is Russell. And I can't oh, believe you didn't say, oh, my stars, but uh, in Toronto, it's, my... it's Darcy. I can't believe I didn't say, oh, my stars, either. I Like, I forgot what I was supposed to say. So I just <laughs> you said got the episode what... number eight, though. Wow. So, so I'm losing you know. my mind, I guess. Oh, my stars, I'm losing my mind. But you're in the home stretch there uh, last week in Quebec City. Uh, you know what? 60th episodes, we have six gigs left, six things to do here, four changing of the guard ceremonies and two retreat ceremonies. Two of those will be out of the picture tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm, I can't wait. I am feeling a little down today because I, uh, I had a little ha- having some back trouble. I've been having back issues for a little while now. You know, 24 years of playing the bass drum, actually more like 28 years playing the bass drum. You know, and not you know back in the day not being able to put it down. It's it's taken its toll. So I've been wearing a you know one of those little belts for the you know a lumbar support belt. Mm-hmm. You know, I do play it, and there you know I do have to play it. I take it off. Whenever I'm not playing it, and, but uh, today I was on snare drum and some clown. No, I'm gonna. It's worse than a clown. He's a he's a fucking complete asshole. And I would have never. I would have never thought about. You know, I would have never used those words to uh, to describe him. But picture this: he's placed trumpet. You know, if you when you tune, when you listen to this, you're gonna know I'm talking about you, you fuck. He. Um, he, he he's you know doing something with his trumpet. And he has a bottle of valve oil. He spills the bottle of valve oil on the floor of the gymnasium, and he does nothing to clean it up. So do 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 do. Here comes Russell. Slip. Oh no. You know, and I didn't fall. I didn't fall down. If I had fallen, it probably would have been you know less painful on me. But instead, I wrenched the shit out of my back. Yeah, sometimes it's when you don't fall when you just. You try so hard not to fall that you do the worst to yourself. Yeah, I won. I didn't fall. I won. So, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I walked out of the gymnasium and some clown, I shouldn't say him because he's a decent guy, you know, he says, oh, watch out, it's slippery there. I said, thanks. (laughs) You know, so I walked outside the gymnasium and all I could do was just squat down. I just, you know, and I went out and I did the show. And after that, I could, I could barely move. I had to, you know, we we came in and uh, the the officer said, "Yeah, you sound like a different band every day." Well, that's because a lot of people are leaving us, but you know, he was complimenting us actually on on our performance. And I squatted down and I couldn't get back up again. I had to get helped up and and put on a bench. And tomorrow I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, to the hospital. But it's it's it feels like my back is on fire. Wow. Yeah, it's I'm serious. I feel like a burning sensation, and I mean that's never been the problem before. I've taken the Robaxaset, the Robax Platinum things aren't working. It's not a muscle pain. It's a, I need an inflammatory, I think. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah, so that's uh, why I may sound like I'm a little in a dump. You sound like you're stuffed up as well. You're sniffing a little bit there. <laughs> no, that's the Coke. I've been lying to everybody. I've been snorting lines for years. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you sitting in front of a fan or something? We should have taken care of this off the top of the show, but there's a lot of white noise coming through. You know, there's nothing on. The only thing that's on is the fan on my laptop. The oh. fan is off. 
the window is open, but there's nothing on, nothing going on out there. There's some crows out on the the lawn, the black bastards out there, but uh, they're not making noise. They're not cawing. They're just look, eating food, having a snack before supper time. There's two of them out there. Maybe it's just uh, see. Maybe it's, it's just Skype. Skype. Yeah. Yeah, and I can hear it now. That you mentioned I can hear it there. Yeah. So, oh, there's a three. There are three crows. Oh, bad things come in threes. Really? Well, that's what I heard. I don't know. I'd like to see a fourth. I'm not particularly superstitious, but I wouldn't mind seeing a, <laughs> a fourth crow <laughs> right, right about now. You know, they're outside my window. But uh, yeah, so that's you know that's my little backstory. Why would he not clean up the oil on the floor? You know, here I am. He hasn't said anything to me. You know, and that you know, and I told them uh, because when I found out what had happened, because uh, I thought it was water, and another trumpet player says, "Oh, it's valve oil." Oh, great. You know, why isn't it cleaned up? He's oh, well, you can't clean that stuff up. It has to evaporate. How stupid is that? There's oil on the floor, and you can't clean it up. It has to evaporate. It's that guy should work for BP. <laughs> Maybe he does. You know, who knows? That's a great line. Isn't, I think I heard that before. Isn't that something? Absolutely. Yeah, it'll evaporate. What the hell? You know, so the the guy that actually spilled it after you know my injury, you know, they went over and got him in his barracks and told him to come back, you know, and clean it up. So there he is. He goes and gets a mop, a wet mop. Okay, no soap. Maybe it's just maybe it's just me. No soap, just the wet mop. I'm thinking he would have did. He would have done much better with just paper. Mm-hmm. You know, paper towel. You know, what the hell did the mop do? Move, spread the the slick out even more on the floor. You know, it didn't. Uh, it didn't clean it up. But anyway, I, uh, you know, I, and all the while he was doing this, I was I was unable to move. I was still sitting on the on the bench. Oh, the bench! What a story! If that bench could talk, one of these clowns in the infantry, Darcy. You know, here in the guard, the famous guard members. You know, there some of them are. You know, a lot of them have gone, and I mean, they act like idiots. They like to break things. I smashed a bunch of tables, and uh, one morning, a bench. With three legs, it's probably about sixteen feet wide. It's got three legs and a solid oak thing. And one of the legs, one of the the legs, have been broken off on the far right side. Okay. You know, so if anyone sits on that side, you know, they're going to go for a tumble if they don't have sufficient weight on the other side. So we have a pregnant lady in the band, and uh, she uh, sat down and went for a tumble because there was no leg under it. So I thought, you know, that's kind of crazy. She's pregnant. I helped her up. You know, she looked kind of stressed. I mean, that's not good shit for the baby, being shaken around like that. Shaken baby syndrome is bad inside or outside the womb, I, you know. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not, it's not good. So I went over to the supply people and said, hey, you know, we've, this is what just happened. Can you fix that bench? You know, this, you know, and they said, uh, I told them where it was. I drew a little diagram. This leg is gone, okay? People sat, she sat down and fell on the floor. She says, okay, yeah, thank you for letting us know. We'll fix it right away. Well, Darcy, this was the repair job. Some wonderful engineer or carpenter, carpenter came over and just sawed off the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't take a, you know, put to screw the leg back on with longer screws and the brace. He just cut off half the bench. <laughs> that was the repair. <laughs> I think the oxygen's a little thin on, the, on, the, on the, up on this hill. <laughs> I was amazed by that. So that's life with the Citadel, and it's all going to end on Monday. I shall be sitting on my sofa at approximately 4 o'clock you know, in the afternoon, and my refrigerator is fixed, so it keeps the beer cold and things frozen, and uh, there's beer in there waiting for me. What did you have done to your fridge? I'm not sure if we covered it on the show. Oh, well, I, I, did I mention that it, was the, that it stopped? 
keeping shit cold. It stopped doing what it does, <laughs> you know. And uh, well, yeah, we, we, so. I, I don't think we talked about this on air. Like you had um, messaged me and asked uh, if I thought you should go and buy yourself a little mini freezer because your freezer had died. That's right, just to, to save the food. Right, and I, I told didn't want to waste... get rid of the food. <laughs> Well, I didn't want to get rid of the food. Throwing out that kind of food. There was a whole turkey but then in there, you, you know. <laughs> but then you were like, I have three packages of bacon. Like, you had no idea what you have. You had a bunch of well, frozen, I, burned shit. That you, it was full. You should get freezer. rid of it. Yeah, but well, it's... Oh, I know. The freezer was full, but the bacon, well, that would last 10 years without being in the, you know, frozen. That's gross. Well, I wouldn't keep it that long. <laughs> but, you know, but I, I'm just guessing with, you know, it's no, quite No, you would keep it that long because you wouldn't get to the back of the freezer. Unless the well, freezer had broken, you wouldn't have known what was in it. Well, that's true. I, I was kind of surprised that I found three packages of bacon in there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like bacon, but I, I, don't, I know I don't need that much bacon on hand at any one time. No. I mean, I don't like it that much. You know, but that was a surprise. But I decided, okay, well, I have to give this food. And I was thinking, of, okay, calling up this agency, come and get this food, you know, because uh, I don't want it to spoil. And there was just no way in the world I could have thrown it in the garbage. So I actually went online looking for deep freezers, little small things. And then I thought, well, where in the hell am I going to put that in here? You know, in that hole over there, well, that's where the Christmas tree is going to go. And I can't put the Christmas tree there if the freezer's there. You know, if I put the Christmas tree there, how am I going to get to the freezer? So I'm going to have to find another place for the freezer, which I don't have. Right. You know, so, so okay, so I got to find another option. So I just went knocking on doors of my neighbors, uh, and I asked Miss Charles, the lady upstairs, if she had any empty space in the freezer. I could hear the television in there and people moving around, forks clinking on plates and shit, but they wouldn't answer. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, fine. So I went down to the Soup Brothers, and I knocked on their door and said, I explained my refrigerator problem. I was, you know, I was worried about losing the, the food. And, um, and they said, and I was wondering if they had a freezer. And they said, well, yeah. We have a freezer, and they pointed to it. It's right there in their living room. It had, you know, ornaments and things on top of it, and a fan. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you mean so they actually? That's their actually their their Christmas tree. They had the same problem. They just opted not to have the Christmas tree. The Christmas tree. That's it. They decorated it. their freezer. But you know, so they all took the stuff off of it. That's it. They took the stuff off, and they said, "Well, how many baskets do you need?" And I said, "Well, just one." You know, and I didn't realize what I had in the freezer. You know, and it's just a small, it's a small thing. So I, they gave me a basket. I went downstairs, and he said, "Well, take two. I said, "No, no, I just need one." So I went downstairs, and I, that basket was full in no time. I took a basket up and three bags of stuff up to put in their freezer, and it all, it all went in. Why? Because there wasn't a thing in the freezer. There was nothing in it but the baskets that they wanted to give me to put my stuff in to bring to put in the freezer. It was completely empty. On. And I thought that was weird. You know, they just had a freezer running in their living room, uh, but but it's not a not a nothing in it. So all my stuff fit in there fine. They saved it. I loved them for it. And uh, the next day, the uh, the repairman came from uh, the people that I actually bought the used refrigerator from. Nice fellow. So nice. I gave him a ten dollar chip. But mm-hmm. you know what? I chipped him. I because I, I, uh, I, I did the math wrong. It's sixty dollars for the visit. Just yeah. for him to come out, you know, sixty bucks. Well, they got it made, sixty bucks, and uh, it's uh, plus the cost of parts. Uh, I needed to. You took the refrigerator apart. Uh, well, I took as much out as I could, you know, to make a, make it easier for him to work in there. And uh, he took the the liner of the freezer out, and there was an element down there. There's actually a heated element inside there. I didn't know that. You know, and the, it shorted out. So the wire had, and, you know, they two separated, so it wasn't cool in the refrigerator anymore. And uh, he fixed it. It cost $49.99 for that little thing. It's a spring with a wire on it for heaven's sake. It, because it shorted out, it must have shorted out everything. 
No, mean, just like- the wire burned. So the wire that you know uh, that supplies power completes the loop for this element it was no longer attached to the to the the coiled wire. But that's for when it goes into. Isn't that for its frost-free mode? I don't know what it was. I was just amazed to find that there was an element just below the freezer that gets hot. Yeah, it's to yeah. To, to melt the. Uh, or keeps no? keeps it frost free. Well, the refrigerator is frost free, and maybe that's the trick. That's how it's that's how it happens. I don't know how a frost fr- or frost uh, free refrigerator works. All I know is yeah, that I'm making this stuff frost- too. But uh, okay. Anyway, so- all I know is that it keeps it cools beer faster than the ice box fridge. You know, with all the icebergs in it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that had uh, you know the wire had just burned off, and uh, you fixed it, and it was good to go in no time. And what was great was that you know it that you know if that's fifty and. Uh, uh, sixty bucks, sixty-five dollars for the visit. So I owed him one hundred and fifteen dollars just for the work. And I thought, says he did a good job, and he even put the refrigerator back together. All those parts I take it, I had taken out of the refrigerator to make it easy for him to work. He put back in. Sure. I was amazed. You know, I said, well, that's kind of cool. And I thought I'd give him a ten dollar tip. But once he had left, uh, and I did. Once he had left, I'd looked at the box that the element came in, and I saw that I missed the five bucks. So he actually all he got was a five dollar tip. And I, I want to pay him the five bucks I owe him because that was my intention to give him a $10 tip. He did really good work. It was fast. He was very clean. You know, so I just thought it was cool that, uh, you know, they got done so quickly and now the refrigerator is working marvelously and I don't have a deep freezer taking up more of my floor space. Nice when you have a good repairman story. You know, yeah. You know, if only I can find a mechanic now. Oh, oh I wish I hadn't brought that up. What? Well, I'm having problems with the car, and it's with that garage. And I don't know if I'm angry at the garage or with the insurance company. Now, Darcy, picture this: you have a car, and your car is insured. The grab that uh, the grab the garage that does the work fixing your car cheats you. The insurance company writes a five thousand eight hundred and sixty-three dollar check to pay for the garage's work. Mm-hmm. You find out that the garage has cheated you afterwards, and you contact your insurance company. What should you expect to happen? Uh, I really don't know. Well, they sent out an, an adjuster. They sent, and then nothing happened. They sent out another inju- adjuster. Two adjusters came. Shouldn't they pay? F- have the insurance company pay for it to be done right, and then let them worry about the garage? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking since the, my insurance company paid them that money. And it was for not what they claimed, not what they wrote on the, info, the invoice. The shit they put on my car was used, you know, and some pieces were even uh, even broken, you know. But it says new on the, 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 the list of the invoice for all the repairs, but the, in the insurance company paid for the new stuff. So I'm thinking they've got lawyers that are going to go after this garage, and they tell me to go to, my, go to a dealer, get the car looked at. This, 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 this needs to be fixed. It's not what they said they, they, they fixed. And all of this is to be replaced and give us the estimate. And they go have me fix it and, uh, you know, they send uh, the bill to that garage. Yeah. You know, and they've got lawyers for not and shit for all that. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no That's no, not no. how it works at all. No, no, no. I have to go to court against the garage. And I'm thinking, what are you talking about? You paid the money. And as far as my insurance company is concerned, they're done with it. And he said, well, here's what we do. We give you the report. We send you the adjuster, and you go to court with the information that they give you about what's wrong with the car. 
So I'm thinking, okay, I watched Judge Judy and Joe Brown and Judge Alex and all those others. And I'm thinking, well, what about the time I have to file this claim? You know, and uh, you know, I'm talking directly to Bel Air, uh, Bel Air Direct, fucking insurance company. And they say, well, we don't have any, we don't have any uh, lawyers that can answer you that, uh, answer questions like that for you. Uh, we do for homeowners, you know, for home insurance. Now, does that make any sense? I'm sure they do more automobile claims than they do home burnings, you know, home, uh, you know, insurance claims, I would think. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm just really perturbed about that, you know. So I just think that my insurance company should be, you know, fighting for me and my car should get fixed the way the garage claimed they fixed it. And I don't want – not by them. You know, I couldn't possibly take that car back to them again. Sucker for punishment. You know, if I did that, but geez, I keep coming back to the Citadel year after year, and I know the gig sucks. You know, so that's the insurance company thing. So if anyone knows a good mechanic, please leave the coordinates at rudyradio.com. <laughs> yeah, so other than that, you know, my, you know, things are going okay. And I'm thinking it's been more than two years. So I'm thinking, what are the chances I have of going after that garage now? I'm sure the statute of limitations is two years. Well, I'm not they, sure if that, there's such a thing, but uh, so. yeah, that's what I got from watching court shows. It's long gone. I mean, yeah, it's you gotta look, put it behind you. You know, yeah. Well, wait, do you see the rust on my car, and you talk, tell me about it on the engine bonnet, the thing that was new. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, it's rusting right through. I'm just not not impressed at all. I'm not impressed at all. The 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 lights on the car are fake. The grill they put on is busted. I mean, they didn't even use all the screws to attach the pieces that they put on. It's just whacked. Yep, you got screwed. Thanks. Speaking of uh, going to court, you get a court reporter story? Uh, well, as a matter of fact, I do. Well, oh. Let's listen to our theme song. Hey, well, wasn't that a court reporter story? <laughs> I guess not. Well, you didn't actually go to court. Well, no. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, this I segment court for everyone new September, to the though. show is where Russell recounts one of... Uh, the more notable uh, episodes of, let's see, what? We got uh, People's Court, Judge Joe Brown, Judge Judge Judy, Alex, Judge Janine Perot, Divorce Court with Lynn Toller. Mm-hmm. So what's, yeah. uh, what's special? Well, this one is from uh, the Judge Alex courtroom. And what is, uh, what's going on is that there's a new, te- a new landlord. She's renting out. Is that out, what the uh, show is called? No, it's called, it's called Judge. No, it's called Judge Alex, this one. She's called Judge Alex. Yeah. Never heard of it. Okay. Well, you got to get cable. I thought there was just the Judge Judy. Oh, no, no. Judge Judy, there's the People's Court, there's Judge Alex, there's Judge Marilyn Milian, and there's the judge guy, that Judge Joe Brown, and the judge placed the people that you told me, Judge Mathis. But what was the one you told me about street justice? Was even that judge? Have you watched that one? No, I don't get it yet. Okay. I would imagine it's going to appear on one of my many channels in Montreal. I don't, you know, but i got to get rid of Bell. I'm really unhappy with him. All right, so why did you pick this, uh, this episode to talk about? Okay, well, it's just, it's Judge Alex, and there's a lady on there who's rented an apartment, uh, and she's going after the defendants for unpaid rent. The defendants are on welfare, you know, uh, and uh, she pays $256 a month. But the husband, you know, this is the weird thing. It's not even about the case, which the, way the lady does win, the plaintiff does win. But what, what's, what made it so odd was that the lady was getting money from Section A, as they call it there. We call it welfare, Department of Social Services, to pay her rent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was subsidized, so she had to pay two hundred and fifty-six dollars uh, in rent. But she, and she's married. <clears throat> Social Services doesn't know that she's married, uh, and her husband doesn't know that she's on welfare. <laughs> 
it's whacked, you know, and she, she has it in her mind that her husband can't live with her in that apartment for free. So she was charging her husband $800 in rent, <laughs> paying the, the balance, you know, paying the $256 that she had to pay and pocketing the difference. And she was on television talking about that as if it was, hey, I had, you know, uh, Rice Krispies for breakfast. She was charging her husband $800 a month for rent. And he was there too? No, he wasn't in court that day, oh. and, and and I would imagine that he wasn't at home, you know, when she got back. If he had seen that episode, <laughs> could you imagine? She was charging him eight hundred dollars, and it was just, oh, I had rice krispies this morning. That's I couldn't fantastic. believe it. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, she was committing fraud. You know, she, she's admitting fraud against the welfare department right there on television, as it was, you know, in addition because she's getting the you know the eight hundred bucks from her husband. Yeah. That they weren't aware that she had. <laughs> it's just totally, totally a whacked, whacked, uh, whacked job. Yeah, that she, you know, people, some people, worse, some people's kids. <laughs> well, All right, that was a quick one. Well, there, but that was like two court reporters. Kind of. Yeah, well, that's good because we're kind of behind in the court reporter things. Hasn't been a one, one for a while. Yeah, okay. I just want to maybe close the show talking about uh, the long weekend coming up. Ah, uh, yes. And um, our friends in, uh, in the East Coast who may have oh. been ruined with uh, Hurricane Earl. I know. And I like Earl. Oh, that went, that's, the, that's the show, not the, hur- not the hurricane. It's the show, not the natural, natural disaster. Yes. Yeah, I hope all things... I hope all things... Uh, going to work out for them because I, I mean it won't be much of a weekend at all they'll be down there battening down their hatches and such mm-hmm. you know and i mean i hope it doesn't you know land on halifax again they made it through one you know and i don't know if they'll be able to make it through two wait a moment those people are strong sure they will you know they'll make it through but you know my folks made it through um, the roof on that house stayed on and you know and i'm kind of worried i mean how many hurricanes can roofs take you know surely it was weakened some all that wind pressure like I said, I hope they're. I hope they uh, they all make it through. Well, just think of all the trees that sort of already had like a bit of a lean to them from the from what was it Hurricane Juan? That's it. Yeah, it was Hurricane Juan. So yeah, weakened trees and weakened root systems that uh, even if it's not that strong a storm may bring down quite a bit of trees and maybe take a power and so it could yes. be a lousy long weekend and uh, we hope everyone uh, stays safe this weekend. Oh, I do. You know what? I say this. Let's hope that the hurricane is spinning in the opposite direction so all those leaning trees from Hurricane Juan <laughs> will be straightened up. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Let's just put a positive spin on this. No pun intended there. <laughs> so that's, oh, that's, what I'd man, li- <laughs> that's what I'd like to happen. That's what I'd like to happen. But uh, they're strong people, and I mean, I know they'll come through. <laughs> Meteorologist Russell Farrell. That's it. They take care of each other, you know. Yep. So that's uh, that's why we all have to go home. And so my link this week is something I saw that Jason posted on Facebook. It's a uh, a hurricane tracker. Oh yes, okay, Jason Lawrence. Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks. Cool. Good, um, thanks, Jason. Woohoo! Sorry, I know that like hurricane. Oh, it's hurricane, yeah. That's, hurricane it's, it's it's here. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Earl. <laughs> So it's a great little, uh, great little storm track. I'll show you this: the current wind speed and the category and its projected uh, um, path. And uh, it's not just good for Earl's good. It's you know it's a storm tracker. So 
Right, it's good for travels, you know, people that are traveling. I mean, uh, you know, the West Coast, the West Coast, the East Coast is pretty popular. All that Atlantic Ocean sweetness, mm-hmm. you know, it's just really nice. So, I mean, yeah, it's uh, a lot of people are going to, you know, having issues from Florida. Well, actually, it's from, it comes ashore just above uh, Atlanta. What's the next state up? I think, uh, You're asking me geography questions. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, let's say Atlanta, just above Florida. And actually, yes, I'm looking at uh, news on Hurricane Oral. So yeah, just above uh, Atlanta is when it uh, you know it's going to hit land or sweep across the shore. I think it's going to smack so, into I mean, Boston on Friday. That's right. The entire eastern seaboard is uh, uh, South Carolina, uh, North Carolina. Actually, there it is, and Virginia, Pennsylvania, New York. Oh my God, New Hampshire. Goodbye. What's that place called? That people like P Town, Provincetown. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. not Rhode Island. Yeah, it looks pretty messy. And then, pow, Maine seems to escape, but. Nova Scotia certainly doesn't, and it goes, you know, right up to Halifax. So, and I mean, that's just the current image now. So, as it moves, yeah, our, our friends and family are going to get roughed up a little bit. Our Atlantic neighbors, uh, wish them the best. Like you said, everyone stay safe. Batten down those hatches. You know, get a couple of donairs. They're good. It's good cold. You know, <laughs> you, know, you need some sustenance. Keys, beer, vitamin K. Vitamins are good. What about you? What's going on in Montreal for a long weekend? <laughs> I don't know because I'll be here. Oh, that's right. You don't get back until the Monday until the yeah until the, the Monday. Day. We've yeah, got uh, we've no got traffic on Sunday. Oh, nice. Unlike Ontario, of course, that's where you usually have it. That's the stage. The planes are over the flyover Lake Ontario, right? Yep. yep. Right there. They yeah, actually use. Uh, I think they use the street I'm on as like a an orientation <laughs> point, Lex. Okay, or an emergency runway. No, I don't think oh, okay. this is a runway. But they, they go straight down the center line of our street, you know, like. Oh, that's cool. So tomorrow it should be very loud when they're doing their, their practice. And then uh, Saturday and Sunday. And I think maybe Monday, too. I can't remember wow. how many days they do it. But uh, it's loud here. <laughs> I would imagine. I can't remember the last time. Yeah, I guess so. I can't remember the last time I attended an air show. I think it was Shearwater back in 19, early 90s, something, you know. Jeez. They're always entertaining. I don't mind air shows. Yeah, but oh well, what can I say? I gotta get back to the Maritimes. Does Shearwater still put on their air show over the Labor Day weekend? Yeah. Is it over Labor Day? I'm not sure when it is. Yeah, I think I think it is. I think they're having theirs this weekend too. Well then they won't be then. Yeah, I guess hurricanes and air shows don't get along. They just don't go. Yeah, so let's you know, they'll I'm sure they'll be fine. But I wouldn't mind seeing an air show again. But uh of anything, you know, save the the traffic, and uh, so it won't be many people on the road. Ah, here in Quebec City, though, it's uh, it's uh, it's the fruit, or the veg, the fruits veg, uh, festival. It's Pride Week, uh, Pride oh, Weekend here. Yeah, late. yeah, but I mean, it's Quebec. They got to do everything ass backwards. You notice how the taps turn on differently, and how the, all the outlets in the wall are upside down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just do it just to be different. <laughs> hey, oh, you know, also going this weekend for anybody who's in Ontario is the Burlington Rib Fest. It's one of the, the last Broomfest? Rib. What? Oh, Rib Broomfest. Burlington Ribfest. We've got to get rid no, of like Skype. You know, Skype sounds like shit these days. We've got to figure out a reco- way to record Google yeah. Talk because it sounds so much better. Um, well, yeah, you just sound like a Cylon there for all of those words. Yeah, I know. Sometimes it'll do that. Uh, yeah, Ribfest. Burlington Ribfest. It's, uh, it's the biggest of all the Ontario Ribfests. Wow. How much does it cost, like, for samples? Samples? 
<laughs> yeah, because I mean, people are going to the rib fest. Okay, I want to try those ribs and those ribs. People aren't giving the ribs for free, are they? Absolutely not. Twenty-two dollars a rack. Whoa. Oh, but can you like buy like okay, two ribs off of this one? Because I, I mean, you're buying racks. That, can, how do you taste them? You can buy a third of a rack. Ribs. I think you can buy a third of a rack for nine bucks. I think. Okay. So I'm thinking, how many is you're buying? You know, a third of a rack, even that's, you know, looks like it, that's a sizable portion. You know, how many ribs are you going to get to try, well, you know, idea, at that festival? The idea is to go with a bunch of people and everyone get something different and you all try each other's. Ah, I see. Okay. See, I haven't been to one of those rib fests, so I have, I have no idea. But yeah, that makes that makes sense. Yeah. You know what? I think Halifax should have a Donair Festival. Donair Festival. How is that going to work? I don't know, but all the different places put up their wares. You know, the Grand Parade, perfect spot for it. Or maybe the waterfront, because in case anyone gets sick, you know, the harbor's there. But um, I'm not recommending that people vomit in Halifax Harbor, by the way. <laughs> I just want to say that. But, you know, I think there's something that they, they can arrange. If we can have draft wars and shit like that down there, surely we can have a Donair Festival. Oh, not a Donair War. I never heard of draft yeah. wars. I never had the draft wars. It was like 75 cents a glass down there. No. All the taverns. Beer. Yeah, oh my gosh. What year was that? I was living on Tower Road with Funkus. Oops. Yes. Angus. Move on. Uh, you know, and uh, that's a show. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I go out for draft at Bleachers. There was a place on Barrington Street. It became the studio later. Uh, Bleachers uh, Pub. Uh, yeah, draft was seventy-five cents a, a glass, you know, a mug, and uh, and the pitchers were like six bucks. It was ridiculous, and they didn't have those small, stupid little pitchers. You know, they had their original large pitchers. Mm-hmm. It was sweet. Well, I gotta, I gotta stay away from draft though. I can't drink that too often. Well, I mean, draft is, you know, that's that's you know, poor beer. You know, I mean, unless you're in an Irish pub, you're getting good draft. You know, draft is like drinking Budweiser. You know, I only buy it because it's so cheap. You know, I don't hangover. buy it because it's yeah, I don't buy it because it's a good beer. You know, that's a that's a it's beer just to drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. It's not. I'm not like I'm enjoying it. Yeah. No one's ever going to accuse you of having expensive taste, Russ. Hey, thanks. <laughs> All right, uh, that's They're it. Not We're done. A shop at Value Village. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In Toronto, this is Darcy. Hey, at the top of a very hazy Quebec City, this is Russell. Thanks all for listening, and have a great long weekend. See ya. There's 30 minutes you'll never get back. Music from Medio's Music Alley. Music.medio.com. The song is titled WW from Green Room's album, Connect. Available at cdbaby.com. Links are in the show notes at our site, rudyradio.com. Also on our site, you'll find our Facebook page and iTunes, where we'd love you to leave us your feedback. Please tell us you love us. Because we love you, and we thank you for listening to Rudy Radio.